Hello and welcome to Princess in the Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyers. And I'm ready to talk Disney movies past and present. Once upon a time, Hannah and Kevin sat down to talk about Good Dinosaur. Hola. What up, Buttercup? <laughs> <laughs> You're so weird. Oh, okay. Uh, Hannah's just now coming to attention, coming to this realization on episode, what, like 12 together? Also, after knowing me for seven or eight years right something like that i think it's more like 10 really i graduated from high school in 2011 i feel like i got to know you about my sophomore year man you know i actually do have a limit on how long i'm allowed to know people so you're gonna get cut off <laughs> i'm a 12 year max so okay i just well, want you to know that that's about when me and your wife's tickets to the Civic Center in, so that's good to oh, know. Oh, it'll be perfect. Oh, yeah, I forgot you guys were doing that. Yeah, super excited. I know. She is too, dude. Anyway. Why don't you tell us what your movie is and why you picked it? Uh, so my movie is The Good Dinosaur, and I picked... Did you forget <laughs> it? <laughs> I almost said The Littlest Dinosaur, which is, I think, a different movie, right? I've okay, never so heard of that movie. I think but... there is one called The Littlest Dinosaur. I'm going to have to Google it. Okay. Um, but anyway, my movie is The Good Dinosaur. The reason why I picked this one is because it was on the list that you provided to me. And I remember me and my wife saw this a few years ago, and I was pleasantly surprised. I was not expecting a lot going into this movie. I actually thought it was going to be, like, kind of garbage. And my wife watches, like, a lot of kids' movies. So I was just like, okay, I'll just watch it for her, right? But I actually liked it, so I was I was pretty happy about that. I really had low expectations. Fun fact about this movie is that it came out in 2015, which is the same year Inside Out came out. And I believe, I believe I cannot like, I guess I could have Googled this, but I believe that's the first time Pixar released two movies in the same calendar year. Oh, yeah. I mean, Inside Out was like another level. So no wonder this one kind of went under the radar. And I think that is probably why it's like, first off, well, we'll talk about that later when we talk about storyline. But your question for today is what is your favorite dinosaur and why? My favorite dinosaur is a a Spinosaurus. The reason why is because it was on, oh, I think Jurassic Park 3, and I was a little-ish. Oh, that's the worst Jurassic Park movie. I know, but it had a Spinosaurus in it, and that was, they kept leaning heavy into the T-Rex for the first two movies, and then they had a new dinosaur that was actually different and killed a T-Rex, and I thought that was cool because I was a teenager. And when you're a teenager, the coolest thing you can do is kill a (laughs) T-Rex. So I thought that was cool. Man, that put me on the spot, though, man. I did not expect that. I probably should have thought of that question coming up, but yeah. yeah. Man, woo! I guess I guess that shows true, like, truth to it. That was the first one that popped in my head. That's interesting. So why don't you go ahead and lead us into what is the story of The Good Dinosaur? All right, All right so the story... So basically, the opening scene shows the asteroid that was supposed to kill the dinosaurs, and instead of it hitting the earth it just kind of passes by and so dinosaurs actually kind of develop into becoming farmers Uh, some of the dinosaurs have developed the skills necessary to tend the land and become farmers three baby dinosaurs are born to a couple of apatosaurs i'm really bad at pronunciation of these so you'll have to give me a little bit of apatosaurus apatosaurus 
Wow, Hannah, that was impressive. Nice. Okay. I added an S at the end. It's a, a patasaurus, well, not a patasaurus. So, so a patasaurus, I think, is one, right? Uh-huh. A patasaurus is the species. A patasaurus, I guess, is how you would refer to the group. Plurally. Gotcha. Plur- yeah, the pluralization. The family has a tradition wherein if they are successful and help out enough, you are allowed to make your mark by leaving an imprint of your foot on the family silo. Arlo isn't able to complete any of the tasks because he's very small and weak. Arlo's father, Henry, who he calls Papa, uh, puts Arlo in charge of guarding the silo because he senses that he really wants to leave his mark, and he's basically giving him a special task so that he can do something that is rewarding and can reward him with that. So he helps him set a trap to capture a critter that's been stealing from their silo. The trap captures a human child, and Arlo, feeling like he shouldn't kill it, sets it free, which disappoints Henry. They go to track the human, but are caught in a flash flood where Henry saves Arlo and in a scene very reminiscent to Lion King is like swept away. But instead of being swept away by, oh, what are they? Water buffalo or whatever? Yeah, or wildebeest. Wildebeest, yeah. Instead of being swept away by wildebeest, he's swept away by like debris and water. Henry dies, but he saves Arlo in the process. Later on, Arlo is taking on more work as Henry is no longer there. Arlo spots the human and chases him away, and they are swept downstream. Arlo is pinned under a rock and is awakened the next day to see that he has been freed, apparently by the human. The human arrives, bringing food and leaves Arlo to a berry tree. The human also scares off a large snake. Another dinosaur, uh, I guess his name is Forrest Woodbush, wants to take the boy for himself as he is impressed with his survival skills, and he has various animals that like live on his horns. He's a triceratops, and he wants another, like, guardian for him to help keep his little crew safe. Um, they compete to see who gets to keep the, ch- the human child by allowing the human to decide based on which name he'll respond to. They just start saying random names, and all of Forrest's are, like, murderer, killer. And um, eventually, Arlo wins by calling him Spot. Arlo and the human bond after realizing they had both lost their family, and Ar- with Arlo being separated and the boy apparently being an orphan and his parents being dead. Um, a storm arrives later later on, and Arlo runs and loses the riverbank, which he was following back home. He falls asleep and awakens to find that Spot is still at his side. He sees some pterodactyls roaming the sky, and they appear to be on a rescue mission trying to find people to help after the disaster comes through. But after a few minutes of them seeming like they're going to help, uh, it turns out that they are just looking for weakened victims to eat, which Arlo discovers after literally helping them retrieve a small mammal from under some uh, debris. They then attack them because they want to eat Spot. Arlo and Spot flee and run into a group of T-Rexes named Nash and Ramsey who are able to drive off the pterodactyls. They then meet with their father, father Butch, and Arlo discovers that they are ranchers who have lost their herd of longhorns. Arlo offers Spot's help in trying to find them because he's good at like tracking and stuff. They are able to locate the herd, but realize that there are cattle rustlers, who are apparently raptors, and they are trying to you know, steal some of the herd. Arlo and Spot help to drive off the herd by luring the wrestlers into the opening, allowing the T-Rexes to attack and kind of shoo them away. Arlo and Spot then help drive the cattle south, Arlo recognizes the land and leaves with Spot to end up going back home. 
They encounter an adult human in the distance. Spot is curious, but Arlo nixes the idea of approaching another human because he doesn't know like if the other human is safe or anything like that. Another storm approaches, and the pterodactyls return and are able to carry Spot away. Arlo, trying to kind of chase after them, is entangled in some vines and sees a vision of Henry leading them home, but stops and decides, no, I need to go find Spot instead. Um, so after Arlo is resolved to find Spot instead, the vision of his father fades away and Arlo actually wakes up. Arlo is then able to rescue Spot from the pterodactyls by plunging them into a water after this big, you know, fight scene. Um, and he actually throws a branch at one of them from like, it seems like a thousand yards away and just nails him in the middle of the air. It's pretty tight. A giant wave causes Spot to be in danger of drowning, but Arlo leaps in to save him. They are swept away, but Arlo physically protects Spot as they go through a waterfall and then carry Spot ashore. They end up waking up and heading closer to Arlo's home. Then they encounter an entire family of humans, which the adult male human was the father of, I guess. Um, and they approach Spot and Arlo. Arlo realizes that they mean Spot no harm and apparently want to take him in as an adopted member of the family. Arlo is able to convince Spot to go with the family of humans because it's like, you know, his people. And then Arlo returns home to be greeted by his mother and is then able to make his mark on the silo because he did he went on, you know, a big adventure and, you know, had a success story, so he earned his making his mark. Yeah. And that's that's it. It's a pretty fantastic recap. Um there's a couple <laughs> what? what a solid recap. <laughs> What's wrong with that? That I just I'm glad that you liked my recap. I, I always feel like I'm just stumbling through a man. Like, I got to be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was good. Um, okay, so a couple things that I thought of while you were doing this is, uh, one of the things you didn't really acknowledge is that, like, Spot is basically a human dog. Like, he has very dog-like oh, yeah. qualities. Yeah, I actually was going to, I, I should have probably. I don't know where you really like, could have incorporated yeah. that, though. Spot uh-huh. is basically is basically human, and the dinosaurs are basically humans. Or yes. sorry, Spot is basically a dog, and the dinosaurs are basically humans because the of extinction the event didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and the extinction event didn't happen, so they just like ended up filling the niche that humans, or sorry, niche that humans. Another thing I noticed, um, and it made me actually think of Jurassic Park, which is funny that you mentioned it earlier, is that. Um, when they first realize the herd is gone and that like spot is tracking them he finds like a feather and arlo's like do they typically have feathers and i immediately thought of jurassic park and how dinosaurs well, have feathers it's really cool because when the original jurassic park came out they didn't well I mean, they kind of knew that it was like a theory, but it wasn't like, yeah, I mean, I I think at that point, it actually kind of was well established, but it was still like kind of like not integrated into everyone's knowledge base, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. But now it's like everyone knows that they had feathers. And so, yeah, these freaking little, these little uh, raptors have. And I think whenever I was reading the, like the article about this movie, they called them, uh, they called them velociraptors, but they're definitely not velociraptors. Velociraptors were tiny. 
Yeah, they were smaller than that. Vel Velociraptors were like you could you could fight a Velociraptor. I'm not saying you would win, <laughs> but you could fight one. They, yeah, they were small enough. But I think they had the Velociraptor quality in that, like they surround, like how they surrounded and went to attack from the side. Well, usually, okay. <laughs> so maybe they're just okay. not not so, the appropriate size, but they did yeah. exhibit the correct qualities. Well, even like especially like Jurassic Park does this. Anytime they try to portray Velociraptors, they actually kind of portray Utah Raptors, which are actually big. Mm. Utah Raptors are, were like the big like six feet, seven feet Raptors, and they would they would eat the crap out of you, Hannah. Like you would have no <laughs> chance. Um, but it's like behavioral stuff is really theoretical too. So like Utah yeah, Raptors could have Utah Raptors could have could have hunted like that too. Yeah. But yeah, I think. But did I think Utah the raptors, raptors have feathers? I think so. I think like all raptors had feathers. Gotcha. Interesting. I'm not. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm an eye doctor, not a paleontologist. <laughs> Do not take my word for it. This is not a uh, scientific I will tell opinion. You, <laughs> I will tell you that they uh, had eyes. You're welcome. <laughs> how how was their vision? It's probably pretty good. If they're anything like. Com like normal raptors like today's raptors so raptors now are like falcons and stuff right so they have really really good vision hawkeye yes <laughs> you're welcome birds of prey birds of prey tend to have very very good vision because they have to so they can spot their prey from far away and some of them actually has have two phobias we'll talk about this later off camera but they have two phobias so that they can have they can look straight ahead while they're flying and down at the same time and have like a clear image on both so like you only have one phobia that's in the center they have one that's aimed slightly downward and one that's aimed straight ahead so they can fly and look down at the ground at the same time pretty stinking cool that's interesting okay i'll 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 send you an article okay any other yeah. thoughts you have about the storyline part of this movie um Oh yeah, I guess I do. Um, so this entire movie, like it didn't come across in that synopsis at all, but this entire movie is about overcoming fear. Um, basically literally every little interaction that they have, Arlo is scared and Spot is brave or Spot is also, or Spot is scared and Arlo is like coming onto his own and base or yeah, it's like basically overcoming his fear to protect Spot. And also even the bad guys, one of the, one of the uh, things that the pterodactyls say whenever they are explaining what they are and like what they're doing, like giving their little introduction is that, you know, he's not scared anymore because he saw the eye of the storm basically. So the guy used to be scared of stuff and now isn't because he underwent like a traumatic event. So basically this is all about overcoming fear. And even the bad guys had to overcome their fear to become the bad guys. So pretty, uh, pretty cool. Um, also it's not, a, it's not only about like, actual physical danger it's about fear that they like won't be enough mm -hmm. or that they aren't going to be able to be successful you know fear of failure um basically the entire movie starts because or doesn't start but the entire little adventure starts because arlo is scared he won't be able to leave his mark and his dad like picks up on that and then that's how the adventure begins yeah i think if you look at arlo he's the epitome of anxiety like throughout the entire throughout the entire movie like oh yeah he's so anxious yeah he's can we talk about how he needs therapy we we can like he does 
he does. Did they have did dinosaurs in this universe? Do you think that they are on the cusp of therapy? I mean, like they had know. like farming jobs. They were becoming a society, right? Yeah. So I think, far... yeah. I mean, but but there were a couple thousand years between the development of modern day psychology and psychiatry and farming, right? So maybe, maybe they are a little ways <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at some point, they probably learned they needed to talk to somebody. Yeah. Know. Instead Which of just kind of, of what happens in the T Rex scene around the campfire. True, but they're oh, but they had cowboy therapy. The T Rexes yeah. did. Cowboy yeah. therapy is different. Oh, you know? okay, yeah. You you look out in the mountains and you, you come to grips with. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other like thought I had about the storyline is I, I had tried to watch this movie before and I thought it was boring, so I turned it off. Um, and I think a big part of that is like the first like half of the movie or maybe first quarter. There's just not a ton of dialogue. There are things that happen and it's kind of wild, but it's like just Arlo talking to Spot and Spot because he doesn't speak dinosaur. I don't know what language dinosaurs speak, but because he doesn't speak this language, he can't respond. It's English. You don't think that English. You think they speak English? They clearly do. In the movie, the entire time they're speaking English. Okay. Could you understand them? <laughs> How many different languages do you speak? Um, well, I also understand dogs in movies about dogs, and they're not speaking English. They're barking. Maybe you're maybe you like minored in dog. <laughs> no, I actually <laughs> minored in psychology. So, dude, this is crazy. Did you not know that? did i I would have thought about it i would have done that okay so anyway my point is there's not a lot of dialogue and so it feels slow but like if you can make it past like the 30 minute mark it gets a lot better would you agree um yeah but also hannah how dare you turn off a pixar movie like you knew it was gonna like get at least decent Oh, I've is Wally a Pixar movie? I can't remember if Wally is animation. Uh, I think I think so. Or Pixar. Well, I whatever think. Wally is, I've turned I turned it off the first time I watched it. How do you too. you turn off a lot of movies? This should, this podcast you're gonna have to name it Princess in the Podcast. Princess Princess, <laughs> uh, come back and revisit movies she turned <laughs> off in the podcast. I mean, when you said the Good Dinosaur, I was literally kind of upset. I was like. Did- Man. Okay, well, we're going to get to this later, but the thing that, the part that, like, I actually was like, okay, I kind of like this movie, was whenever they ate those berries and it was like, they started tripping on <laughs> yeah. acid. That was so it was weird. just so out of nowhere. It was so <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, I think, I think me and Ashley saw this in theaters, but I'm not exactly sure. But I remember, like, whenever that happened, we just looked at each other, what just happened? <laughs> Because it was just so out of nowhere. And it just it just cuts back a normal, like, completely normal to the movie immediately. Yeah. Well, they're, st- they're a little out of it. But, like, there's no, like, I don't They know. don't discuss it. They don't say anything. <laughs> Which is funny because, of course, they're not going to discuss it because they don't talk. He just talks at Spot the whole movie. But, you know. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked a lot about the characters as we went through that 
recap. Um, but Arlo, Spot, Papa, Mama, Buck, Libby, Butch, Ramsey, and Nash. We also have Thunderclap, who is the leader of the Velociraptor g- gang group. I don't know what to call them. Who are your favorites and why? Uh, I like Papa, but that's probably because of daddy issues. <laughs> you picked the one person who's in it for like three minutes total. Yeah, well, so Hannah, the longer you know someone, the more flaws you find, right? So we only knew Papa for about 10 minutes. <laughs> so I didn't see any flaws. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'm a fan of the T-Rex family, and I think it is for the same reason you talked about. I had actually already thought of this. Like T-Rexes are so often portrayed as the villains in so many dinosaur movies. And so it was kind of fun. Like they originally look like they're going to hurt Arlo, but then they go past Arlo and they like destroy the pterodactyls. Except they don't destroy the pterodactyls. Um, they just scare them away. And then like they take care of Arlo and it's kind of adorable. Yeah, I... um. They did do like a weird, cool little inversion thing where like you thought the pterodactyls were friends at first and they're just yes. like terrible and then they run to the T-Rexes and you're like, oh no, here it goes. And they're like besties. Yeah. And I love Butch too. Butch is so cool because he's just like, he talks completely nonsensically <laughs> and then his kids like interpret what he's saying. <laughs> it's actually, his his quote is what I, uh, one of his quotes is one that we're going to talk about. Any other characters you actually, like, have feelings about? Arlo was kind of annoying to me for the first part of the movie, so I feel like I can't say he's my favorite because his anxiety is, like, bleh. He He's not your favorite because he has anxiety? He's not my favorite because of how he allows his anxiety to manifest itself, yeah. But then by the end, you loved him because, yeah. because he overcame. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Do you have any other, like, let's talk about the villains for a second. So, you have Thunderclap and his gang. Mm-hmm. And... Those are the only villains, right? What? Those are the only villains, right? Well, and, uh, what, I mean, whatever there's... that T-Rex's name was, that was weird. T-Rex, that was weird. Not T-Rex, the... The Velociraptor? The Triceratops, that was weird. I don't think he was a villain. <laughs> he was he, like, just a weirdo. Him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, like, uh, the bird flies away, and he's like, no. Oh, I forgot that it was Betty or something like that, right? I don't know. It was when so And the bird weird. flies away, and he chases, and he's like, no, not like this. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. So the pterodactyls are, like, they're kind of hippy-dippy. And you're like, oh, they're, they're not a threat, because... He's like talking about how he's he's seen the storm and he's seen the eye of the storm and it's changed him and the storm always provides. And you're like, what the heck is that supposed to mean? And they're like, well, we'll just like save these animals. And like you said, they find this small mammal and Arlo helps him get it out and he's holding it up and he's like, and the storm has provided and he proceeds to just put it in his mouth and eat it. And yeah, that was just, pretty horrifying. Why <laughs> it, was totally, it was totally unexpected. <laughs> and then they like they like fight over it too. Like another one of the pterodactyls grabs the tail and they start like pulling it apart. Oh my yeah. god! And then they That's... turn on each other. And but 
and so Arlo like kind of sees that as his opportunity to like get away and but they realize that's what he's doing and they're like you have a critter and then they try and get spot which is sad it was also uh so he was the pterodactyls were basically a cult right Right. okay so that guy was uh oh what's his name manson the manson family it was the manson family who's who is the leader of the manson family i should know this isn't it charlie manson yeah that's right good 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 yeah i mean think about it a bit of an extreme i mean i guess rewatch it yeah 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 yeah. okay what's your favorite quote from this movie so i like whenever it this is actually at the very very beginning um Mm -hmm. but whenever henry is walking with arlo out into the out into the wilderness whenever they first are about to go like set the trap and everything like that he he's really scared and he says uh you have to go you have to get through your fear to see the beauty on the other side and then immediately as soon as arlo you know kind of overcomes his fear and goes into that little field he sees like a bunch of fireflies coming out of the grass and it's beautiful and it's just pretty and so it was, i thought that was cute i i uh this this movie gave off major like playing off of the beginning of lion king vibes to yeah. me a lot like yeah. mufasa <laughs> <laughs> i agree um so mine is from butch it's you can't get a rid of fear it's like mother nature you can't beat her or outrun her but you can get through it you can find out what you're made of and you're like man that first part of the quote's really good and then it just kind of like you can find out what you're made of what does that even mean what what like if you get through your fear like you find out like oh you're tougher than you think you are what are you talking about that's so that's like the most sensical thing butch (laughs) does the entire time Well, do you think do you think Butch and Henry would have been besties just because of like the way that they both communicate? Probably. <laughs> nice. But we never know. That would that could be another sequel. We'll get to that. It couldn't be a sequel. Henry's dead. Prequel. Wow. Prequel. How about that? Oh, like they went to high school together? Yeah, like they were besties in high school. <laughs> but like it Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their families didn't like oh, each other. Or they went to like a Votech. To learn, to, how to, to learn how to learn how to farm. Oh, to like ranch. ag stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, but their families didn't like they were friends because they're of like different species, and they're supposed to be species that are at war. Yeah, I mm-hmm. could, I could write that. Pixar, uh, reach out to me. I can help you write the prequel about this T Rex and Apatosaurus. Think <laughs> <laughs> you said it right. Um. Would you want a sequel though? I always say this about Pixar. I'm like, oh, it it uh it resolved well. I don't really want a sequel, but like, I mean, if they make one, it's gonna be hella cute. So <laughs> go for it. I don't care. Every time Pixar comes out with a sequel, I'm like, why did they even come out with a sequel for this? And then it's good. And I'm like, good job, Pixar. Except for Cars two. Um. Yes, except for Cars two. You don't like Cars and 2? Cars three. They're both garbage movies. Wow, you have very strong opinions about Cars 2 and Cars 3. You don't? I mean, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch them, I guess, because I just kind of watched them because I, I mean, my uh, cousin was little when they came out and everything was stupid at that point, so I just <laughs> put them on. 
okay. Favorite moment? The acid trip scene. That's your favorite moment, or that's the most amusing moment? Uh, well, <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> favorite moment is the moment like that was the most meaningful or that like stood out to you. Well, I mean, I guess the the most important moment would have been whenever Arlo like decides like I'm gonna freaking wreck these pterodactyls and like knocks two of them down to the river with a tree and then freaking throws a branch at the one that's flying away and it hits him in midair and he's just like target down. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. Cause that was like I guess the big climax and turning point of his character arc. So I guess that, but it really is the acid trip scene. That's my favorite. Okay. okay. Mine was um when they both realize they're kind of alone. Like when they set the branches up and have the circle and all that jazz. When you discover that um Spot has the ability to create art and that humans are going to one day uh, overthrow their dinosaur oppressors. That was not where I was going, but sure. That's where I'm going with it. Eventually, that's what's going to happen. Okay, let's head into final thoughts. Um, so, a lot, a lot of Pixar movies do this. So, you know... In almost every Pixar movie, someone pretty important dies pretty early on, right? Like, that's, like, their shtick. Well, um, and, like, Disney movies in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixar yeah. especially, though. Pixar is like, all right, I'm going to take your heart and throw it on the ground and stomp on it. Um, So, I like that Pixar movies do this where it, they'll show, like, X amount of time passing, right? And they'll have someone still going through grief. And... I like that they do that because uh, whenever you're going through grief, you don't just like immediately. It's not like an off switch, right? You go back, you regress. It's um, waves, not yeah, yeah, a linear thing. And yeah, and you'll go, you'll go to like stage four, and then stage two, and then maybe you go to stage five. You know what I mean? It just it does it doesn't go like a textbook, right? Um, so I, I like that. Pixar always shows that whenever someone's grieving that they go back and think about things and they can still get kind of somber and mopey about stuff because that is really how grief works. I think it's mm -hmm. important that kids see that too. I don't think kids should only see like, okay, and then a year passes and you're done skis. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. But yeah. Um, so my final thought isn't really specific to this movie. Um, but it's just kind of a funny story, so I'm going to tell it. Okay. So when me and Ryan visited Washington, D.C., this was like in 2016, I think, we were looking at like things to do in Washington, D.C. while we're there, and we're like, oh, a Carrie Underwood concert. Oh, like this, whatever. So we are looking at like events at the Smithsonian, and I see at the Smithsonian Natural History Museum there is basically a lecture on the history of dinosaurs in movies. And so we went and watched like all the iterations of dinosaurs in movies. So that's what we did. And the thing that's funny about it is we were on the fence about going. There were like all these tornado watches and people were freaking out. And uh, notice I said watch and not warning. 
um, we literally had a guy come up to us on the street that was like, just so you know, like there's a tornado watch right now. And I dead in the eye, looked at him and went, sir, we're from Oklahoma. And he goes, oh, okay. So like, you're not worried. And I was like, no, I'm not worried. It's like three hours away where stuff's happening. And he's like, okay, well, you guys be careful. And I was like, well, thanks. Like, It's called worried. duck. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and found like this random place to eat. We ate, we took the train to the Smithsonian exit and we get out and it is pouring. Like it's raining so hard. And so we like run to the museum we go in, we're soaking wet. There's all these like super smart looking people. I don't know how people look smart, but these people did look smart. And what? it starts and me and Ryan are like, oh, wait, this is more than just like talking about dinosaurs in movies. Like this is like talking about dinosaurs in movies. Oh, this and... is like a paleontology thing. Yes. yes. Oh, so no. it was like, it was, it was like heavy film and heavy paleontology. So it was like, totally wild and they didn't even talk about jurassic park it was weird they were i bet you i bet you that if anyone brings up jurassic park they're like no we don't <laughs> talk about that movie here yeah. you leave that on the outside sidewalk yeah um so that does that reminds me i went to denver one time and a tornado was coming into denver whenever i flew in which is like really rare for denver yeah. and uh i was just like stone cold steve austin about it i, was like, <laughs> I do not care which it's always funny to me that you know like where you live like influences like what you're worried about right yeah um so like the reason why we're probably if we had get gotten hit by a lot of tornadoes like actually like every tornado hit us we'd probably be like whatever but since we've lived through so many warnings we're just like whatever it's just a warning i'm not i'm not yeah. scared and let tell like see if we lived tornado. in more oklahoma instead of Florida. oh dude if i if i lived in more oklahoma i'd be freaking traumatized so bad it'd be bad yeah well I don't know how we... Oh, I do know how we got there, but... Because you were talking about D.C. Yes, yes. I, I tracked it. It just took me a second. I went to D.C. in 2016, too. That's really funny. I went during the summer, though. I don't think there were any tornadoes. I went in early March. I went in June. Neato. Just think, three three months apart. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would have run into each other if not for a three-month gap in time. <laughs> You know, because DC is super small. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, you. everybody knows everybody. Yeah. You pop in, you're like, hey, Jer Bear. Yeah. That guy's name is Jerry, by the way. <laughs> you met Jer Bear, right? Definitely. Okay. Good. Well, thanks for being on. It's always a hoot and holler. <laughs> I think the next episode you'll be on is Moon Knight. So I'm oh, ready yeah. for that. I am. I'm so glad you joined us for this week's Princess in the Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Princess in the Podcast and on Twitter at Princess and Pop. Visit our website, princessinthepodcast.com. I hope you live happily ever after.